0: You are listening to Desert Fox. Get ready to shift your perspective. Cannabis. Cannabis! It is here to stay, people. Listen up.
1: up, so cannabis conundrum. My doesn't Desert Fox. Foxy Lady. It's four limbs on up beat. Sometimes I can't think I don't need a drink I run to my jar Pull out nugs Let them stink G4 gas Now my high Last mad long Pulling out my iPhone Trying to hear my song Cannabis conundrum Desert Fox Foxy Lady Got that new podcast And it's potting something crazy Maryland the Ace. CBD, TAC, turning up your show when I blow on a sticky treat. You ain't heard of me, some D. shot Radio. Got the theme song for the homies, they gon' play it, yo. Cannabis Conundrum, showing love like it's nothing. Going out to the heads in the pot, who be puffin'. All that loud pack goes good with that rap-ish. Cannabis Conundrum, got it wrapped in the package. Only smoke strong, say no to the bad Cannabis Conundrum, got it wrapped in the package. I'm a love bud till I'm snug in my casket. Cannabis Conundrum, got it wrapped in the package. Mr. Iron
2: Lung Brung Boss, this with magic I Cannabis Z- Conundrum Podcast is fantastic okay. yeah. In the beginning I was like, oh my god, I'm a drug dealer But now it's like I'm a businessman, you know, it's, it's completely flipped My name is Al Harrington and I'm a cannabis entrepreneur
3: That is freaking awesome sauce. We're happy to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about Al and how you came to cannabis?
2: My former profession, I was an NBA basketball player for 17 years. Came straight out of high school. How I started using cannabis is when I was playing for the Denver Nuggets, I had a botched knee that I got a staph infection. Ended up having to get four more surgeries after that just to clean the infection out. You know, I was on all kinds of pain meds. Uh, this lady um, that runs this uh, university, she would seen all the medicine I had on the thing, and she was just like, Al, have you ever tried, you know, CBD? And I was just like, no, nah, I never really tried. So she gave me a couple things to try, and I really felt the difference.
3: The reason for the Cannabis Athlete Series is to break the stigma and, and to get some momentum in the right direction. We talked to a bunch of retired NFL players recently who told us that most people smoke in the NFL. Front office, coaches, everybody. What's it like in the NBA? Right now.
4: The preceding was recorded earlier because we were ashamed to do it now.
2: You know, we come from the old school of not snitching and different things like that, but you know, I would say there's probably over 70% of athletes in all major sports (laughs) that smoke marijuana. I think it's that big. Not only the players, I think the coaches consume. I think the owners consume. I think in sports it's very prevalent and it's right there. So it's just like about the right people coming out and speaking on it. And I guarantee it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be like people using Vicodin and everything else. How big is your company right now? How far does it reach? I have three and a half million dollars invested in my company. I started off as an investor in Colorado. I secured a farm in Oregon. We have a 50,000 square foot building in Michigan. We plan on putting anywhere between 800 to 900 lights in this facility. We're working on a deal in Jamaica, then we're working on a farm here in California. Well, I made my way into the cannabis business because of my grandmother. Um, Her name is Viola Harrington. Um, Viola is the name of the company. Um, She had come to see me when I was playing for the Denver Nuggets. She was suffering from glaucoma and diabetes. So I was just messing around with her, just like, Grandma, you know, you should try this medical marijuana. And she was just totally against it. She's like, boy, no, I'm not smoking no reefer. And uh, it took me a day or so to get her to, to try it. And when she tried it, she had immediate relief. And at that point, I started looking at this as
3: just medicine. Alright, I think it's about time we go check out your spot here in town. You're driving.
2: Once I got towards the end of my career and I realized that, you know, I was only going to have a couple more years to play, I was looking for what was next. And, you know, I found marijuana. you know, it's 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 been it's been great for me. I think it helped me transition out of the game a lot smoother than a lot of other guys. I feel like if I didn't have this business, I'd probably be playing overseas or trying to get back in the NBA and in the D League or something like that, you know what I'm saying? this room right now we have about 25 different strains we can compete with anybody in the world at this point what we do is we take the plant we freeze the plant so this is frozen fresh frozen then we go through extraction process we pretty much extract all the THC and all the CBD off of the plant and then from there you get it into the oven and you have a pure product and then at that point you can do anything you want with it we're working on a lot of different products. The ones I'm very excited about is the wellness brand. So, you know, we're working on creams, protein powder, and stuff like that. You know, and like I said, it's not about just rolling a joint, it's bigger than that. Initially, when we first was in there, it's just like, you know, there's a chance that, you know, DEA or, you know, local authorities could come in here and kick our door down and people would go to jail and different things like that. But, um, you know,
5: I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this
2: message.
3: What's Colorado like?
2: Colorado is the toughest market in the country, for sure. You know they don't play. They got cameras. They got every day. They have people that come and checks periodically. So I feel like you know if we if we were able to survive that, I feel like you know us bringing our expertise to these
3: other states will definitely give us an advantage. It's planning season, right? Can we get in on that? Do you ever get out on here?
2: You know what? Teamwork make the dream work. So I say, you know what, I'm gonna get out here and plant. Yeah. It's gonna take us probably about a month to plant uh, just over 900 plants. You know, by the time they're fully grown up, we won't even be able to walk through these roads.
1: Uh, someone called
3: 9-1-HOLY SHIT? So you still travel a bunch after the NBA, huh? Uh, Currently right now, I travel more than I did
2: when I played, which is kind of bizarre because I thought that an NBA schedule was nothing that could match that. I try to get to each property at least twice a month. So that's a goal of mine usually, so to balance family life and work life. I try to do two weeks out the house and two weeks at home. (laughs) Nice shot, booby, nice shot. How's your family feel about that? Well, my family's very supportive of pretty much anything I want to do. And I think the reason why is because they know when I put my mind to something, I'm going to make it happen. Obviously, you know, when I started investing the amount of money I started investing, you know, my wife definitely sat me down and said, are you sure? Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> Have the kids ever busted you? Said anything to you? You know, my daughter asked me something the other day about it, you know, and, you know, she caught me so off guard, I didn't know what to say. And I said, well, daddy consumes cannabis because daddy played a long career. Daddy has a lot of aches and pains, daddy has a bad knee, what you saw daddy smoking is like his medicine. It's tough. I mean, they're so young, I don't think they fully grasp it. By the time they're 10, 11, 12 years old, and I'm in the industry that long, it'll be so
3: normal, it won't be a big deal to them. Yo, you're really about to meet with David Stern? What's the plan, dude?
2: Well, I wanted to sit down with David Stern because he was the commissioner during the roughest time of the NBA for drugs. And what I wanted to talk to him about was just, was he even open to have a conversation or? He even look into figuring if he could separate marijuana from all that other stuff.
3: Okay, well, I'm gonna be here when you're done, brother. Good luck. David, I would
2: like to thank you for uh, taking out this time to come and sit and talk with an old man. Um, you are a young man, and I remember when you came to the league, you were a really young man. 18, I didn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so first question is, during your time as commissioner, how would you describe the public's perception of marijuana use among players? Well,
4: I would say that it was sort of generally known at some point until we tightened the rules that a lot of our players were smoking a lot of marijuana. In fact, some of our players came to us and said, some of these guys are high coming in, into the game. But we began tightening it up, and at that time, people accepted. Wisdom, that marijuana was a gateway drug and that if you start smoking you're liable to uh, go on to bigger and better stuff today
2: like how do you feel like the perception has changed that you feel well, like it's a difference it's a completely different perception
4: although the leagues have been slow to adjust appropriately so i think myself i've been influenced by uh the cnn sanjay gupta mm-hmm. did an entire series Saying that the laws against marijuana are crazy, that particularly medical marijuana is something that should be encouraged rather than prohibited. And I think that pretty smart people don't know what's right and what's not right, but I think there's universal agreement that marijuana, for medical purposes, should
2: be completely legal. It's something that I was introduced to in 2012, um, it was because of a botch knee surgery I had. A good friend of mine came up to me and she, I was always complaining about the pain medicine and stuff like that. And she was like, "We well, should try this CBD. So after that, my fifth surgery, instead of me taking Vicodin and stuff like that, I decided to take CBD. And CBD stands for? Yes, cannabinoids. So it's like the anti-inflammatory part of the marijuana plant. For me, it, it, it changed me.
3: It changes everything.
2: You know, at that point, I was able to Stopped taking anti-inflammatory pills and everything. I was taking CBD for like the last three years of my career. Were you under the supervision of a doctor at that point? I was under the supervision of a team doctor, but not for CBD, obviously. But I was I was self-prescribing myself through people in the industry, and that they told me that it it wouldn't show up on the test, which it never did, because I've never ever been in the program, you know, in my 16-year career. It's interesting. So I was able to use planned for an alternative, and which was for good. I bought some for you. Oh, okay. I bought some creams for you to actually I'm describe. not going to get arrested on no, my no way out. No, you promise right. right. you
4: right, you promise. Put in a bag that's, you know. Okay, Sort of looks like a bagel. Yeah, it looks perfect. Okay, that's <laughs> good, that's know. good. All right, I'll, <laughs> right. I'll take it. Because, you know, actually, I use something called um, Voltaren, okay. which is like a step up from a leaf. Yeah. It's an anti-inflammatory. It's not a pain. I hate The doctors give me 90 oxycodone pills. You know, I can make a killing on the street. Man, I was about to tell you. I never (laughs) take them because they say, "Here, take this. Stay ahead of the pain." But that's nuts. I just don't understand why it's not being clinically
2: studied by the best hospitals. Right? Do you think that just like teens don't even want to touch the issue because they feel like drugs is all bad and it would just be terrible?
4: No, I don't think there's been a proper spokesperson for this subject. I think that if medical marijuana is available, then it's up to the individual team doctor. You tell me it worked for you and it worked for others that you know, then we should find a way to get that defined and made official and then proceed to educating team docs. And I think all of the leagues are now appropriately focused on player training, structuring of the right parts of their body, player rehabilitation in the case of injury, player nutrition, player this, player that. This should be a part of that conversation. Uh, Can you imagine if we could create a situation where every superstar was able to play one additional year?
2: So from a recreational standpoint, players that live in states that it's legal, what do you Like, how do you feel about that? You know, it's my right because of where
4: I live to be able to use this marijuana. And you might be violating the collective bargaining agreement, right? Right. I think we got to change the collective bargaining agreement and let you do what's legal in your state. I don't think if marijuana is now in the process of being legalized, I would Think you should be allowed to do what's legal in the state. So now I think it's up to the sports leagues to anticipate where this
2: is going and maybe lead the way. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest challenge is how do we get to that point with, with with our government to to actually do the testing and really be invested in trying to find out if this plant really cures some of these diseases. The
4: reason there's no pressure to do this is that the big pharmaceutical companies figured out their
3: way. You're tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, and I'm glad that you are. My name is Patrick, and when you're done tuning in to Cannabis Conundrum, why don't you come on over and check out my podcast. The name of it is We Live on a Planet. We're going to just talk some stuff and things. Maybe we'll learn a couple things as well. So come on over
2: and check me out. I hope you do. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Hey, now back to Cannabis Conundrum.
6: Fred Flintstone said, Yabba-dabba-doo. But I'm Lulu Island, and I'm here to say, have a dab or two with your hosts, Foxy Lady and Desert Fox, here on Cannabis Conundrum.
4: You are listening to Cannabis Conundrum, where you get your news, weather and sports is no concern to us when it comes to cannabis, the words you can trust. <laughs>
0: According to Mike Best, while Commissioner Silver has said that the NBA is interested in better understanding the safety and efficacy of cannabis, our position remains unchanged regarding the use by current NBA players of cannabis for recreational purposes. This appeared after Mr. Stern sat down with Al Harrington. Stern thinks that those in legal states should be allowed. Mr. Pierce, do you think cannabis should be allowed in sports?
6: I think the misconception is, you know, you look at somebody, they're smoking a joint or whatever, but it's different ways to consume it. You know, they have different oils that are used for pain. They have different pills that are anti-inflammatory. So there is some medical benefits. You know, I had a chance to really study this industry and, and learn some different things. You know, I'm a good friend with Al. Mm-hmm. I've talked to him. So there's different ways. You know, people just look at it as a guy on the street corner smoking marijuana, just to, for fun. But there's medical benefits to this that a lot of
1: people are unaware of and I think we need to get over them. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Al and, and what he went through in his career with the four knee surgeries, having the staph infections, and he got on medical marijuana to uh, relieve the pain and it helped him tremendously. Uh, you look back, a lot of these guys taking painkillers to Alonzo, yeah, I was just about to say that. What happened to Alonzo Mourning? Like, Damaging the kidneys and, and this doesn't have that type of effect. I wish I would have got on it because I had, <laughs> I had microfactor surgery and it took me two years before I started, you know, feeling back normal, t- you know, my normal self. Um, so I, I think there it's a tremendous benefit for allowing this in our league.
0: I couldn't agree more. Thank you guys so much for speaking to us.
3: Hell yeah. This is Weed Perfect and you're listening to Cannabis Conundrum. If you guys
4: have any conundrums out there that we need to know about, please give us a call.
3: From our humble oasis in the heart of the desert, you are listening to
0: Cannabis Conundrum.
3: Would you like to be a part of the show? You can. Call us at area code 575-914-2444. Again, that's 575-914-2444.
2: From the heart of the desert, cannabis conundrum,
3: we'll be right back. This is Mike at Imagination Glass, and you're listening to my favorite podcast. We have with us today a great group of guys. We have Katino Mobley. We got Matt Barnes in the house. We got my man Al Harrington. Last and very not least, we have Kenyon Martin in the house, y'all. I want to start off with asking, how did each of you find cannabis? Who remembers their first time smoking? Let's start with Katina.
5: Yeah, I just told the guys right before this the first first time I smoked was with my business partner. Uh, May it was May seventh last year in Miami. He remembers the date. <laughs> <laughs> like a child, like a 4:58 t- right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I sparked those. It was uh, actually Blue Dream.
7: How about you, Mr. Barnes? My yeah. dad used to grow weed, so I used to steal it like fresh off the plant.
0: No shit.
7: You know what I mean? Stems and sticks and seeds and all. Smoking off. it I was, wet. I was for I was, I I was, I was real. I was fourteen.
1: Smoke weed every day.
3: Mr. Al Harrington? Yeah,
2: for me, man, it was uh, it was actually when I was playing in Golden State. We bad, were bad uh, influence. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> which one are you gonna play? Yeah, man, all of them. We, we was uh, we yeah. were in Phoenix and um, we sitting in the room and uh. And, and they win. So we sitting there and everybody pissed off, especially because you know, we won more games than we won you know, for the We Believe year and all that. So they just start sparking up. And they just like, how hey, you gonna hit this? And I'm like, man, i tried it. And I've been smoking ever since.
3: And Kenyon Martin. Yeah, I was a freshman in college.
6: Um, tried it once. Put me out. I ain't like the feeling. Sitting there, I got queasy. I was like, yo. <laughs> so I know what that meant. Like, I know what it means now. Like, I was loaded. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like,
6: like, I know now, like, I was like out of my mind. But I just tried it again, and I'm like, this ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah, listen, this, this is this probably going to be my lane here.
3: Have any of you played high? Kenyon?
6: We were playing in Indiana one day. Like I wasn't feeling well. Like, I had a hamstring a hip or something. So I smoked and I was like, well, like, I wouldn't go play originally. So we got to the arena, I was like, I feel better. I feel, I feel
7: good.
6: <laughs> <laughs> like, I went out there had a great game. <laughs> like, yo, what does was, you do? I was like, nah, I, I like like 24, you know what I'm saying, like double doubles. And I was like, yo,
3: this is like I felt great. Anybody else smoking play?
7: How about you, Al? Me no.
0: I have a feeling that Matt Barnes smoked and played.
7: My whole life, really. High school to college to the pros. I just found a way.
3: I know we've talked about this before on the show about you.
7: Matt, what was your ritual like? Uh, I'm telling on myself, but I don't give a fuck now. I mean, I would. <laughs> what I would do is I would do, you know what I mean? We'd have shoot around, I'd go home, smoke a joint, take a nap, wake up, take a shower. Shower was important. Shower would wake me back up, eat, and go to the game.
0: Do you have a game that stood out because you were high?
7: All my best games I was medicated. Yeah, I was that's like I said, like he said, I mean he 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 felt like he couldn't play that night. You know what I mean? And he smoked and he went and had a gig like so I just I just knew I as much as I could. It wasn't every single game, but in 15 years, there was a lot.
0: We just interviewed some retired NFL players that told us cannabis is prevalent in the NFL. What do you guys think the percentage of closet smokers there are in the NBA?
7: So I think 85% of the league. Well, I think like our whole like, NBA. Since I left, yes, yeah. Like early mid 2000s. There's
6: a lot of people who you wouldn't think. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a lot of people. who you never hang but out. At the with same would time, the think,
7: GMs, coaches, presidents—like, as far as when I mean, you want to say closet, I mean, it goes deeper than what you think. You yeah. Know what mean? Some of these people that are cracking whips on us. Trainers. And mean, yeah. Some of the people that are like cracking whips and suspending us are smuggle weed.
2: Mostly, everybody's a closet smoker. All my billionaire mentors, or whatever, they all consume. They smoke like they smoke like crazy.
0: It sounds to me like everyone could benefit from the legalization of cannabis.
5: Very. I mean, listen, super beneficial. If you have access to something, if you have information about something, you will become disciplined enough to understand when I should take it or when I shouldn't. But when you have someone telling you you cannot do something. You're gonna fight that system. I don't care who you are. Right.
7: When I, we first came to the NBA, we used to get that one preseason drug test and you could rock the whole year. When did in it 90s? start
5: going random, bro? Oh, so to my fifth year, yeah.
7: I think it had to do with some baseball steroid stuff, so we started, and they knew that marijuana was the only problem. We didn't have no steroid problems. They had a perception that all these black athletes are out here smoking weed.
2: You suck.
0: How did you pass the test then?
6: No, like, I didn't, uh, yeah, I, I, I
5: didn't been in, uh, the yeah. I think some people don't want yeah, this out, bro. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I think, you so know, know but think about it. We rarely got in trouble, too. We, we didn't really truthfully get in trouble.
7: I got in trouble.
0: What? Matt got caught? <laughs> well, no, There's been a lot of props and bills. People all over jumping on the cannabis bandwagon. Were you optimistic for the change, or did you think, wow, no way they're going to make weed okay.
7: Well, I believed in it because, like I said, I've been a long time smoker and just have known what it's capable of. And I think it was fear, or, I mean, it's fear because of the stereotypes we have today. It's pictured as, you know, a gateway drug or, you you know, a black thing, so to speak. And at the end of the day, like,
2: the cannabis, like, you know, we can't go out and say that it heals anything, right? because of the FDA and stuff like that. But we have all these stories where it does. Reading up on like how I help kids with epilepsy and different things like that, how I help people deal with so many different issues. You know what I'm saying? Even people like that are terminally ill with cancer and HIV, giving them a better quality of life. You know, I feel like this is the most dynamic plant, on, you know, on earth because it does so many things.
6: I played 15 years like, and made it through like a lot of major injuries. And still was able to play at a high level. You know, and that's through most of my career, you know what I'm saying? Me self medicating. Like, I'm the only athlete basketball player to come back from two microfracture surgeries on you know, each knee and play basketball, man. Like, that's medicine. I walk around to this day. Like, I've had major reconstruction reconstru- surgery on my, on my left ankle, I had my patella repaired. Like, I walk around, man, in no pain.
7: My life is on TV, man. I'm going through, my mom dies when I'm playing in Golden State, and I play the next day, the day after my mom dies. I get divorced on that, you know what I mean, my my I have a reality TV lifestyle. My ex-wife is with my former teammate. Like there's a lot of shit that would break normal people. You know what I mean? But I'm sitting back smoking a joint, able to laugh at my life because like this is gonna be a crazy story when I get older, man. You know what I mean? Like all the shit I didn't <laughs> been through and I didn't kill myself or I'm not in prison. Did you
5: smoke when you was driving? To the- on the way to get Derek? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
7: Earlier yeah, that yeah. night, I had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah night. I was training I, then I was, yeah. I, was, I was listening to Tupac on the way over there. So yeah, the boy didn't stand a chance. You feel me? <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Smoke weed every day.
7: So cannabis helps you mentally as well. Oh, that's what I'm saying, it kept me sane. I've been someone that just smoked because I know how it made me feel. Yeah, now, it, now, regardless if it was against the rules for the NBA, I knew what it m- kept me from doing on a mental standpoint and how it made me feel after we played it back-to-back, you know what I mean, heading into the playoffs, getting ready for the playoffs. Like, I just knew that, man, man, I'm going to hit that. My back's going to feel better. My toe is going to feel better. My fingers, I broke all my fingers. My fingers are going to be all right. And I, I just know, like, tomorrow's going to be, you know, a cool day.
3: So, how many of y'all saw yourself coming onto
7: a podcast smoking and talking about cannabis? <laughs> I, I think Al for this, you know, I think Al really took a big step with really his movement as a whole. But you got to think he said that with David Stern, you know, the NBA commissioner.
0: Al, how far away do you think we are from the NBA allowing players to consume?
7: I think they
2: will allow can, uh, CBD cannabinoids. I think within the next three to five years. I think. Um, I think there's enough testing there. I think there's enough people telling, you know, the right stories. I think the World Anti-Doping Agency, they just allowed, you know, CBDs and the Olympics and different things like that. So I think some of those barriers are starting to, you know, be knocked down.
7: But you know what's crazy? It's not so much that, not to cut you off, Al, but it's no, not no, so no. much the NBA says you can smoke weed now. It's that they don't test for it. You know what I mean? We're the only major sport that gets four random tests for oh, yeah. this. Baseball only players. sports. Football gets one in the preseason; and they're tested for steroids. Baseball, same thing. That's why I'm mean? gonna get tested for it. Yeah. No street drugs. Right. So it's just like you know, like I said, it's a stereotype drug. Yeah. It's a bad. It's a, it's a yeah, black it's just, athlete stereotype drug. It's right. We are the only league that they test four times random for weed. Like, why? You're not t- test for alcohol. You're not right. test for these. You know, what I mean, these pills that uh, that are destroying our insides that our trainers are giving us. You know what I mean? You're testing for weed because you know we like to do it. Message
5: for us, this is our, our fraternity is our family. For this right here, it's, it does so many different things for us to calm us down.
2: Like you said too, and I mean most guys that I that I can think of, all my teammates that smoke, they were always the ones that was always like in the house. But chilling, right? Chilling, always in the house. Yes. They weren't out like you know what I'm saying? They were like, ah, right, you just did it. Cool, I'm be right here.
0: So a question for Katino and Al specifically. You both entered into the industry. Were either of you ever concerned that you might be labeled a drug dealer? Like I, I'm,
5: a, I'm a serial, you know, entrepreneur, and like I just like to jump off the cliff as long as I understand what I'm doing, right? Like it's not like we used to like drug dealers around the way. It's not like that. But you're building a foundation, right? For me, that made me feel better because now I found my niche. Not so much medical marijuana, but just being a businessman. And learning a lot of things. I always believe it. When somebody tells you something, research it as much as you can, you never know that that could be your, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. So that's the only reason I I went for it.
2: I don't know, for me, I've never been like shy about it. You know what I mean? Like if somebody asked me what I'm working on or what I got going on, I would always mention it. So for me, I haven't, you know, I haven't uh, met much resistance. How I got in, you know, I was in, um, I was in Denver. You know what I mean? Um, my grandmother had come to see me. Uh, she uh she was 81 years old at the time, and she had like uh, set up all her medications like, in the kitchen. Yeah. There was like 30 different pills or whatever. So I'm like, damn, grandma, you take all that every day? And she's like, yeah, I'll take it for this, that, glaucoma, blah, 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 blah. She said, glaucoma? I was like, damn, I just read something about glaucoma the other day. So I'm telling her, I'm like, well, grandma, you know, you should actually try it and just see what happens. So like I said, I'm from Jersey where, like, you know, growing up, anybody that smoked weed had no future. Like, no, You had, like, <laughs> like you, everywhere. you had no <laughs> chance of making it in their life. You know, people just viewed you as like, he's done, just write him off <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so I'm sitting here like, grandma, you should try it. she like, boy, so first I told her you should try, I called it uh, cannabis. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, weed. She's like, reefer. She's <laughs> like, <no> reefer, <laughs> reefer? <laughs> Get out of my face, I ain't smoking no reefer. She's like, reefer messed up your uncle life and your grandfather's life. <laughs> all <laughs> these <laughs> niggas on <laughs> night. cause it's <laughs> reefer, <laughs> right? So reefer. So, reefer. so I'm <laughs> like, grandma, look, why don't you just try the weed, you know what I'm saying? I was like, because they said it'll help. And I was like, I was like, the medicine you taking is not working. You might as well give it a shot. And after a while, she was just like, my eyes hurt so bad today. I'll try anything. <laughs> so I called my boy. He went and got her in some Vietnam cushion, came back. He bought his volcano to him. I told you I ain't not none of this shit. I just had it when I was with the home. They came, bought the his volcano. He uh, vaporized it. We took it in the garage. She started hitting it, right? So what's funny about that, she's smoking it. And she's like, Phew. I'm like,
1: damn, grandma, you show sure your old smoke. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: just, she, just, she, she, she like, know what's going on here. like probably like, no, I ain't smoke, blah blah, blah. She said like, I smoked cigarettes one time when I was 16. Yeah. So what else? So we take it. I take it downstairs. I take my nap. So when I wake up from my nap, I was great. Jump in the shower. I said, "We supposed to go check on her real quick. You know what I'm saying? Make sure she's down there bugging out of her. So I go downstairs and I knock on the door. And I'm back into the door, she's looking down. So I, I stick my head in. I'm like, "Grandma, you all right?" And she turn around. So She's crying tears, and she's like, I'm healed. She's like, you know, I haven't been able to read the words of my Bible in over three years. And, like, she crying, she made me start crying. And, like, after that, it just completely changed, you know, my perception. Really, like, at this point, it went from just being a social thing that just made me feel good, to where I seen, like, wow, all that shit I've been reading in the paper is actually true.
0: What would you like the people listening to this to take away from our conversation?
6: You can still be a successful person, successful athlete, uh, but it doesn't make you a bad person if you uh, consume cannabis. So it doesn't make you a bad person if you're still functioning and taking care of responsibilities and doing all that. I mean, you can still be successful at what you're doing. So you can't fight the science right? You it. Know, so do your homework, and don't be naive to the fact that it's, that it's helping people. Hi,
1: I'm Parisa
3: Rad a.k.a. the Marijuana Mama, and you're listening to Cannabis Conundrum.
7: Nailed it.